good day, jolly good morning to y'all. <laughs> nothing jolly good about the goddamn weather right now. But no, hey, thank you for tuning in and welcome back. Happy 2020, you <laughs> little bastards. Yes, 2020. I. It's surreal, really. It, it's one of those dates you're like, ah, 2020, it's coming. And then when it's here, you're like, holy fuck, it's here. Do you Did you think you'd be alive to see 2020? Yes. Okay. Yes, I didn't know what condition I'd be in, but yes, and it would be around to see 2020. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, happy New Year, everybody. That's, happy uh, New Year. And as a special New Year's gift, we have a treat for you coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, our guest on this program. Uh, He's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you're going to enjoy this. He's uh, our most famous person so far. I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, the one, the only, uh, Ryan Belleville. There you go. Not from Belleville. Not from Belleville. Belleville. No, he's currently living in L.A., but okay. he's uh, on a bunch of stuff. He's a writer. He's an actor. He's a comedian, and he's a good friend of ours. And uh, his dad, obviously, as well. He's so, a dad. No, definitely he a dad. Definitely a dad. So we'll get to. He's him. a real motherfucker, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is like. Once you like start having kids, you enter the MILF stage of your life, like the MILF sex stage. Yep. Where you're. Yep, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a mom. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. am having sex with a mother now. Yeah, I'm a real motherfucker. It's great. It's true. You know, technically, I had. Technically, somebody told me once that, like, if you're a boy and you're you're vaginally born, you're a motherfucker at birth. I'm like, but there was no penetration. It's like going out. You didn't fuck your mother at birth. It just. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Side with, side with me on that one, that one right? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. She, I think she just wanted to call us motherfuckers. Personally. <laughs> I was like, I get it. I totally get it. We're a lot of us are fucking total pieces of shit. So, Bo Burnham has like a really funny line in one of his songs where it's like, "Oedipus was the first motherfucker." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he truly was. He, he truly, truly was. was. Have you seen that? Have you seen that clip online of Barbara Walters being like? Hello, it's good evening. It's 2020. And it's just like a repeat of her saying, no. it's 2020, over and over again from every single time she hosted in 2020. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's been it's been a while. Our last episode was Mike Dambra, and then we took some time off over the holidays. This is this is technically like a new season. Yes, technically a new season. And uh, yeah, time off over the holidays was great. Yourself? Yeah, well, you know, we all ended up with the flu. Oh, right. Yeah, right, that's why this is delayed. Yeah, that's why we couldn't come by and you hadn't even done any shows. And yeah, yeah. We, we went down December 29th. Like, Kate started puking December 29th. Ooh. I started puking January 1st. Then we both finally settled that probably earlier this week. And we're on, what, the 12th now? Wow. That's... It was about a week and a half. That's fucking... Terrible. It was nasty. We're lucky. We're lucky that the baby didn't get it. Yeah. Like, the baby did get like a fever, like a little bit of a fever and some congestion, but we were able to really monitor it with, um, with like just washing her fever and uh, giving baby Advil. Advil Um, and you know, like she didn't sleep that great through it, yeah. but that's to be expected, right? We were all sick, and <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a thing that'll happen for sure. New Year's Eve. What did you do New Year's Eve? Uh, New Year's Eve was uh, actually the, me and the wife's 10-year anniversary of being together. Not our wedding anniversary, but our actually 10-year anniversary of like when we decided to become a couple. Mm. And so our New Year's is always pretty subdued. Uh, we have a big seafood scoff and a steak at home. Okay. And with the kids, we have our own ball drop. And this year, 
uh, Eddie and I played video games right up until a minute before. He's, okay. He's discovered the Wii, and the little bugger's really good at it. <laughs> like, so it was fun. It was fun. Uh, they actually, because my wife's very much of the point, it's holidays, who cares? She actually let them stay up to the official midnight. Okay. And, okay. Then, uh, and then the next couple of days trying to get them back into a schedule was like, I was laughing at her. I was, really, I was laughing at her. But I also gave her a late Christmas gift of renovating the uh, living room. Okay. Put a brand new floor in out there. Raised the floor up six inches, put a brand new yeah, floor in. Yeah, because it's like a big drop into your living there room. There was a big drop into the living room because it was my garage at one point in time because three years ago we made room for my teenagers. So right, we took right. out the theater from downstairs and I converted the garage and then, anyway so I took finally the floor off the 2 by 4s on, on the cement and put it up on 2 by 6 and gave laminate which is way cleaner for kids yeah. uh, man if you ever think you're gonna oh kids and carpet would be a great idea I'm like yeah if you'd like to get rid of that too. carpet's There's, awful in general in, in general yeah I mean like what are we the 1960s yeah exactly shag carpeting crap like that so yeah that was that was it new, new year's good time are you are you a, a new year's resolutions dude like new year new me no but i do a uh a lighter january this year i'm actually drying out in january i'm not drinking anything which is why we're today we we're are sipping on god's creation of water water h2o <laughs> oh my goodness it is so delicious and if you're paying attention this same water we've been drinking it's been around since the time of dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs have pissed it out. I wonder how many people this water has been inside of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, tasty. Now with more fluoride. <laughs> with more fluoride. That's right. That's our last episode. It is tap water. It is. It is tap water put through the Brita. I said, God, they came up with that. No, we didn't use it. I didn't put it through the Brita. I just put oh, it. Oh, is that what jug. that taste of now I want to go shopping is? <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a Brita filter in the back of the fridge that we just never just use. Just sits there. We just like we just fill up a jug and drink it like normal tap water. The, uh, the mild chlorine and the. In city water, just wrecks my my hands when oh, at yeah. work and stuff. Yeah, that combined with like the drywall mud is fucking murder. So it's okay. Like, just going back to you drying out for January for a second. Yeah, you're you're taking January off of drinking. I'm taking February <laughs> off of drinking. <laughs> That's a way to cheat that month, boy. Yeah. Uh, leap year is twenty eight days. Oh, twenty nine days. Twenty nine days. Right. Oh days. my god! Yeah. All right. So. <sighs> Yeah, no, I, uh, that's cool. That's I cool. just, I've done too many shows in January to dry out for January. Yeah, I, uh. Most of them are brewery or bar shows, too, where they pay you with a tab. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. You're welcome for bartering that one out, too. Yeah, but, I uh, Yeah, no, I, I just, I drank so much on New Year's and I woke up New Year's Day with little to no hangover. I drank. Oh god, okay, it's gonna seem bad. I drank three quarters of a bottle of tequila. Oh shit. I drank it's just starting. I drank three quarters of a bottle of tequila. I had eight craft beers. I had a bourbon. I had champagne. And then I had a, must have been like an air raid, which was like I call it uh around B fifty twos. I think okay. I did four of those. Jeez, how's your liver? <laughs> uh, that's told me to stop. So it's like hey, it's like a crest that's that was impressive at all. And I woke up with the mildest of hangovers. And I was Jeez. just like, uh-oh. 
my tolerance is way high right now. So let's just cap that for January and <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's fair. I uh, New Year's Eve because like I hadn't I didn't start throwing up till the first, but New Year's Eve I had six Heinekens, six 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 Heinekens, Whoa, a six-pack six of Heinekens starting at, like, 1 p.m. Oh, so, wow. like, I was nursing them through the Yeah, I also started drinking just after lunch, too. I think like we had, like, brunch, and I was like, going to prep dinner, and started eating. And just opened <laughs> the tequila. the tequila and just kept going. Yeah. But the other half of the house was, uh, also, I think, had the same kind of stomach thing going on, but uh, Mandy and I didn't. Just like so, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it's good night. I was, I was actually, I was because like obviously I haven't been drinking that much in January because we've been sick. Yeah. But uh, last weekend, uh, James, Kate's brother, you met James yeah. at Wu Tang Snoop Dogg. Okay. Uh, we went to uh, we went to a bar to watch the Pats game. Um, and oh, that was fun. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. But you know we. I ordered like a round of wings, just like wings, and between the, like, I think I had maybe the equivalency of a pitcher throughout that game, and then I went home and just puked everything. Projectile. Oh, it was just, Ooh. it was just one of those things where like I was just kind of like standing in the bedroom, and I was like, I don't feel so good, Jesus. and just like I go to the bathroom, and I'm just like I'm standing. I don't even like get down over the toilet. I'm just standing. I'm like. It was like The Exorcist, but with chicken wings and beer. Exactly. <laughs> I still taste chicken wings in the back of my throat. Oh, man. They, there's, there's probably something stuck on your palate. Not going to lie. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know how far, how many times I can scrub my mouth out and not get it Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're into 2020. We're both taking some time to just... <laughs> to just take <laughs> some time. Just to, whoa, okay. Um, and we got a bunch of shows coming up, too. We right? sure do. Uh, uh, we've got something uh, next weekend in CARP for the... Uh, uh, right, for a hockey for team. For a hockey team. Uh, they're trying to raise money to go to New York. So we uh, got a little fundraiser event for them on the 18th. Hockey culture meets New York culture. It's just going to be... Well, awesome. upstate New York is so close to us that like... Oh, not New yeah, York they're City. They're not going to New York uh, City. Yeah. They're, they're going upstate New York. I think... Uh, where was the Winter Olympics? Uh... Pike Peak? No, I don't want to say Pike's Peak. But um, Lake Placid? Lake Placid, yes. They're Lake going to Lake Placid, Placid okay. to do hockey there. The so. the place where the alligators from the movie. Yes. Lake Placid. Lake Placid, Lake Placid the movie. As well as the Miracle on Ice, 1980. Uh, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that shit, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually at, uh, I'm hosting uh, Poor Boy on the 16th. Oh, right, you're doing Poor Boy. Yeah, I'm doing Poor, Poor Boy. Boy. Uh, that's at... Uh, Poor boy. That poor boy on Somerset, Somerset. and uh, just off of Leeds. Leeds out? Yeah. Lion. 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 Yeah, Lion. Lion. Anyway, uh, they run a really great weekly show. They're actually getting really good turnouts. They are. They I, are I've, I've done, I did them when they were doing monthly shows. I haven't done yeah, a weekly I, show. Yeah, I, I, this would be actually my first weekly, for sure. Okay, yeah. you're hosting it. Yeah, I'm so hosting that's it, good. so that's good. And then the week after that, we have the brewery runs. Yeah, we got is, Evergreen out yeah, in Canada. On, on the Thursday. And then we have uh, Whippersnapper on the Friday. I'm actually going to be on this Whippersnapper show. Yes, this is, this is the actually, actually champ on the show this time. You know what Whippersnapper did this week? You What's know that? how they normally release like their own craft beer each week? Yeah. Uh, this year, this week, they released a craft root beer. Oh, neat. That they they made themselves. Like an actual 
non-alcoholic yeah, root beer. Yeah, non-alcoholic root beer. It's $6 a liter, so it's a little pricey, but like it's... It's, it's craft good. Root. Yeah, it's, it's craft good. root beer. I should actually dip in there and say hi after we're done recording. Yeah, I asked them. They, he's been making some of these like wooden pallets in the couches. Because <laughs> like I asked him, he's like, he's like oh, so are you actually going to be on the show? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on the show. I was like, are you going to actually have some chairs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, I also looked at the special event rentals this week and... That's what I'm gonna go settle up with him. Is it like if he's got a couple of benches and whatever made from pallets, that's cool. But I'll also go like it's a dollar ten a chair. You okay. have them for the whole weekend. So like literally, I'll, I'll pick and up. And if we're 30, just looking for thirty chairs, that's it's like whoop de doo. Thirty three bucks. Yeah, I'll wash the cost and bring it back when I return the speaker. Or when I don't have to return speakers for them because they have a full setup. They have the full setup, and we just turn the lights around. Right? Yeah, thank God we did that. <laughs> and we, then we uh, Vimy has been canceled. Yeah, the Vimy show on Saturday has been. Canceled canceled and that's just you know what you, we've said it on this radio on this podcast before fuck yucks <laughs> yeah and, and it's 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 a shame because Vimy has great beer and the guy Kevin and Mark are are both really great guys but uh, when you're gonna when you're gonna make a brewery sign an exclusivity contract, uh, contract that's not us that's no that's the, not us that's that's 100% yuck. that's a club a club and has decided to make them sign an exclusivity contract I, I get that they are trying to protect their brand and I get that but at the same time fuck is you know what? Here's the thing: is what it's what, business. It's business and comedy. I can't be mad at him for it. But at the same time, what yuck yuck satellite room has like really survived in Ottawa? Bingo. Anyway, so, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. Maybe faith we'll be back with maybe we'll be back with Vinny. Who knows? It's great. I I uh, would highly advise going there and, and checking. Yeah, out their support place. them still. Like they just, have a they have a great uh, Canadiana. There's a lot of really cool stuff around yeah. there that is representative of our nation and their beer is freaking great. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's great. And, uh, you know, we're, we're also in talks with some other breweries to, yep, to expand. Yeah, Kitchissippi is actually going to be the other swing to that one. That's the, nice. The Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, ramp up its size. So, and uh, we're also talking with uh, Brew Revolution uh, out in Stitzville. I told, I, I sent you a message about them. They yep. got like a really nice, like, they have a nice opening feel. It's, it's a in? lot like Evergreen. I did. I went in just before the New York, picked up a quart of they're blonde and okay. uh, it's good. It's, I haven't it's tried good. their beer. They did a pop up vinyl sale, so I went and bought a bunch of vinyl. Oh, nice. Through like apartment 613. Yeah, so yeah, they want to actually start one on a Wednesday. So it would be a Wednesday, Wednesday through Saturday run. Okay. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. See, I popped in there on a Tuesday or a Thursday and it was full. Yeah, no, no, I, the day before New Year's and there was. Uh, 20 people in there. I, I fully believe they could sell it a Wednesday show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. One more show that I'm on is I'm on at the Carlton Place Gastro Pub on uh, January 31st. Oh, the end of the month. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. last Friday show. of the month if you're out in the, you're the valley. CP? Yeah, that's cool. I might just pop in. Just I like being it's able to have show. a $10 Stein on the last day of dry out. Yeah, beat it. I'm shaking. Have well, one Stein again. It's, it's <laughs> the last night that I'll be able to. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're going to be both in fine shape in Carlton Place if you guys want to come on out. So we're first. looking for a designated driver. driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? All right. This has been good catching up. Yeah. Uh, but we should get into this uh, with Ryan Belleville. Yeah, uh, we definitely should. Enjoy. We're doing this. We hey. Guys, it's Ryan Belleville. Enjoy.
Hey everybody! Hey, how you doing, Radio Land? <laughs> Hello, people. We are here with Mr. Ryan Belleville. Thank you for coming to the murder room today. My pleasure, guys. My oh, jeez, my pleasure. Yeah, it's not very murdery. You say murder room, but it's very. It has a mild Dexter quality, but not too bad. Yeah, it's not plastic oh, well, enough. Yeah. It's why I've been covering the walls with like comic book shit yeah. because it makes it seem a little bit more. Open. I love it. Yeah, and then more like, like we'll distract you while we murder. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look at that. It's bad. Makes it. Eh. Yeah. Um, jumping straight into this, yeah. Mister Belleville. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what we get. You are. You are actually probably our most famous guest so far. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Wait, up that level. Take that ward. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You all well, suck my. We're just like we've we've set some rules with Chris where you can't say the R word. That's bad. That's bad word. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We said that in the first that episode. First episode. <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. got it. It's a crazy callback. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. You you're right now like just to kind of like captain your like credits here. You're you're on Working Moms with Catherine Reitman. You're yep. a voice on Hotel Transylvania, the TV series. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, did some animated stuff. Yeah, uh, and you're also like a touring stand-up comedian and dad and like your ultimate like like a content creator you got voice acting stand up a lot of writing yeah movie, writing TV. all this stuff yeah 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 totally and still a dad the greatest job the <laughs> superest job the superest job when i when i'm on stage and people are standing and clapping and crying with joy yeah i'm like this compares not at all to uh, cleaning up <laughs> Shit covered bum. <laughs> no. No, 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 I get that. Yeah. I get, but sometimes it's like you don't want to be anywhere else. No, of course, of no, course. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you got to joke about your kids. Otherwise, yeah. you go crazy a little bit. Oh, absolutely. If you don't make fun of your portion of life like that, yeah, you got problems. It's why people love like working moms because you got all these people who it's a little bit dirty and a little bit like crass and silly, and it's not really about kids, but it's about. Parents, it's like, about yeah. parents and the kid adventure. Yeah, sure. like, what a relief! So people love yeah. it. Well, and like that very, the very first scene of the very first episode yeah. where the three of them are in like that class and they're examining each other's boobs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and the entire class is like, "Can we move on?" Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. That was a super bold. That's a great opening. That's a great opening. That cat, cat caught everybody for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, you, you weren't on the first season, right? You came in in season two. No, I was there. I've been there yeah, since the beginning. Oh wow! Yeah. Sorry, I'm in that episode. episode strong <laughs> and still going. Yeah. 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 I'm in that episode. Um, yeah, I got uh, with time constraints in my regular life. I'm still halfway through season one, the but I'm still enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Mandalorian came out, so I know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for. I was gonna watch Mandalorian. At home, and uh, or while I was on the road, my wife's like, "You're not allowed to watch it oh, until you get home." I'm like, snap. "All right, we still have a couple banked up." Oh yeah, I got two, two or three down. I, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm at so. the end of three right now. So, and uh, I also had to watch. I uh, was told to by the whole family. I had to watch The Irishman this week. Oh, and that's I, homework. But yeah, it's good homework. homework. It was good homework. Was good two homework. hours in. I've been watching it for two weeks, well, and I'm two hours <laughs> yes, in. Yeah, watch it like short form series. Yeah, yeah sort of no, twenty minutes at a time. Yeah, the third part's really gonna let you down, but that's fine. But the thing about Mandalorian is it's like we literally watch it. We have a projector at our home. Yeah, and like it's just in the bedroom, and we didn't want a TV in our bedroom. But, like, we got, like, a cheap projector and, like, a sheet. And yeah, so nice. we'll do, like, movie nights. We'll be watching The Mandalorian, and all, like, the kids can watch it together. And, yeah, yeah, it's not ultraviolet. There's no... No, it's, it's totally perfect. My it's partner crazy. had zero interest in watching it until now, like, Baby Yoda's a thing. And so yeah. she came to me yesterday. She's like, have you started it yet? I was like, no, I was going to binge it this weekend. She's like, I want to watch Baby Yoda. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> didn't, 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 like, uh, wasn't a Star Wars fan at all, too? Or... 
She? Yeah. Oh, she's she's watched the movies, but she just never is like really. She didn't care about the show. Yeah, Baby Yoda man. Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Baby yeah. Yoda. Next, the next fact thing. that yeah yeah. All of cool. us screamed when we saw Baby Yoda for the first time. Like everyone in my family was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god, what yeah. is this? How many? Like, how big is your family? Uh, well, there's four of us. There's okay. four of us. So it's myself, my wife. We have two kids. I got a nine year old boy, and I have a three year old girl. There's okay. a gap. Yeah, there's a gap. It's a big one, but it's good. It's like right. It's good. It's like he can watch over her a bit, but they're going through different phases, so they still play together, which is sweet. Yeah, that's okay. nice. They don't and they don't fight that much because they're it's there's a bigger gap and he gets it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Same gap that I had with my brother, and it's like we never really fought that much, I, but it was harder for him because I remember there's one time I went to go give him a hug, like when I was like four or something. And then as soon as he put his arms out to hug me, I like dropped down. I just <laughs> right in the nuts. Him just boop, yeah, that was uh, that was oh, like for blood sport. Oh, when, yes. uh, he drops down and like uppercuts him into the nuts. Uh, yeah, I did that. He was so mad, and I ran away. And it's like, and then I ran and hid with the parents, and he couldn't kill me. But it's like he's like I want. He wanted to beat me up, but he's like I can't beat up a four year old. I'm ten. Yeah, that's but, funny. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, so we got some getting to know you questions for okay, our so listeners. Um, so the first one, what was your worst gig ever? Oh, geez. My worst gig ever? Um, it's tough. I'll say, like, I'll give two examples. One is, like, early on, when I was, like, a young headliner. This is going back to, like, early 2000s. I was in Winnipeg, and I got a, um, I got a call saying, hey, do you want to do a corporate in between, in between shows? It's, and and the, the guy who owned the club in Winnipeg, who's no longer with us, uh, he... You had to share the condo with him. I'd heard horror stories. I'm like, I don't want to share a condo with this guy. I'm like a 20-something-year-old dude. I don't want to be staying with some, like, 58-year-old guy who walks around in his underwear. Um, so he's like, well, if you do this corporate, I'll get you a room. I'm like, all right, that's it. That sounds great. I'll do an extra show. Uh, the room happened to be, like, a little bit of a motel off the back of, like, one of the sketchiest bars <laughs> in Winnipeg. It was really, like, a dire... Artifice district area? It, it was a very dire, <laughs> dire, dire place. Uh, luckily, the owners were nice, but... Uh, and then uh, I show up, and it's a, a bunch of older Jewish dentists uh, at a dinner party with no amplification, uh, no lights. Oh. And the last thing they possibly could have wanted was, like, a 22, 23-year-old comedian <laughs> like just guy who's just talking about dating and his penis and they're like they had no interest and they politely clapped and i left I'm like, my ears were warm i'm like this is just terrible uh and that was terrible because it was the one of the first times i realized how horrible it could be like yeah and and i did all this to stay in a murder hotel room like <laughs> whereas then you cut to and they now i don't really shows don't really go that badly anymore yeah. you get to a certain point but i was in print uh saint well somewhere up northern bc doing a gig for st john for st john and i was doing and they're always a bit rough and rowdy up there but i was asked to do a corporate that paid pretty well at, at this like curling rink one night and i'm like all right and i show up and they were so hammered that two people were trying to fight me during the show <laughs> and one guy walked up into the stage, I say the clearing where I was performing, and, and pulled his like he pulled his dick out during my set and stood there. And uh, eventually, I said, "All right, I'm leaving. That's it. I'm not doing this anymore. Bye." <laughs> this was recently. This was recently. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I was just so you're like, this sucks so bad. And then, if anything, in some ways, it kind of saved it because the show had been really rough up until that point and a lot of work. 
Uh, but now they felt like beholden to me because clearly the the, the people in charge knew that this is gonna happen. <laughs> this is like we're in the midst of like Me Too movement, right? And there's a guy walking up, pull his dick out, and you're like, this is not this is not copacetic. So uh, they they paid me, and they're like, we're really sorry. And all the guys came out to see me in the theater, like the next night. It was oh, great. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, like that. Those are my worst shows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh god. Uh, if you had an option to work with anyone in Hollywood, who would it be? Uh, anybody in Hollywood? I don't know, Chet. You're already hard. working with like Reitman legends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right, uh, so. I don't know. There's like a, there's been a lot of cool people that I've I've gotten to work with, but it's it's hard to say. Um, I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to work with Steven Spielberg. That's kind of the there the dream. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just like a back of your head. Yeah, dream. right on. Cool. That'd yeah. be amazing. All right, I like that. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your favorite sandwich? Uh, my favorite sandwich? That's a good like, question. I like a good Italian sandwich. A good, like, you know, you got some peppers, you got a selection of Italian meat, some cheese. Boom! Yeah. Good, like good deal. Yeah. Italian sandwich. All right, get some gout. Get some gout on a bun. <laughs> final, final get to know you question okay. before we hop in. What's your favorite Ray Liotta film? Favorite Ray Liotta film? Oh my god. Well, it's got to be Goodfellas, I think. Right? Okay. Yeah, all right. That's, good. That's kind of the obvious answer. Yeah. I should have, like, preface, like, what's your favorite Ray Liotta film? And it can't be Goodfellas. <laughs> you can't do that. Mine's no way out. <laughs> just every time you think of him, you think of You think of Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. 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 Or his head getting cut open in, in, in uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he picks, eat his own brain. Oh, I like that smell. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, it's good. So, yes. Well, thank you for coming in today. That was great, guys. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> Ten minutes with Bill Bill, that's all we can afford. All right, good talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you actually just recently shaved your head. Uh, I did, yes. Like on stage, mm -hmm. Arthur Simeon, very funny comic. Yes, uh, yes, that's right. My buddy shaved my head. I was ra raising money for Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. I was like, I'll get uh, for, if you can, if I can raise ten thousand uh, bucks in like ten days, I'll do it. And we raised about thirteen or fourteen thousand bucks. So we, I had to shave it. I'm like, all right, and I'm not going to be shooting anything for a while. So, so it makes sense. So okay. now it's holidays. I got some time to grow it back. Hopefully, that was part of my question is like, you're like in the middle of a TV show. Like, what do you? Do? Well, I mean, season four comes out in February, and I, I assume if it comes back, it won't come back until summer. So yeah, you got time. I got time, and even other projects. Like, if I want to do other stuff, I should have enough hair. Hopefully, by. January, February, that it's kind of... I'm sure there's great people in art and makeup that can, they can really, they really fix this stuff. Yeah, you see what they do with Trent McClellan on uh, CBC? Yeah, I'll get a weave. You're gonna see I'll it. get a weave put in there, totally right? <laughs> get some yeah. hair extensions yeah. put on. It's <laughs> little ones. Just tiny. tiny I can lend you some hair. Because I'm in full barf mode. It'll come back. It'll yeah. come. It's already coming there. It's been less than a week. Yeah. So why did you choose to raise all this money for sick kids? Well, my second child, I have... Two children right now, but the, the my first daughter was born with uh, trisomy 18, which is a genetic disorder. So uh, she was a very sick little girl and did not survive beyond three weeks. So it was a pretty shitty time in, in our lives. Because I was working on a TV show at the time, uh, which is supposed to be great. And we took a break for me to have a, like the baby, which came she came premature. And then we had to deal with, you know, our lives kind of collapsing. Uh, I had to go back to work, like, which was really rough. And my wife kind of held down the fort, and then, and then I then I had to like go on promotions for this TV show, and then I had to go to just for laughs and do stuff. So it was, it was re really yeah, it was never a chance. And then eventually, it's kind of like it, I fell apart somewhere in like September or October when I finally could stop and breathe. 
And then the show, that show didn't get picked up, and kind of everything fell apart a bit. And then slowly you, I put my life back together, but uh, I wanted to just do something. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you're a parent and something happens to your kids, you kind of get, you feel very impotent and oh, unable to do anything. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been like several years, and the things are kind of scarred over, but you still want to do something positive. Yeah. That's basically why. So, and like, Sick Kids was part of the, the journey for well, you Well, it's, it's funny because it's like Sick Kids, uh, we were in, we were the East General Hospital in Toronto, where, and the staff was great, but, you know, she was sick, we, could, we're not, we couldn't go to Sick Kids. We couldn't even really go home, like, there's a point where, like, should we stay home or not, uh, or stay in the hospital, but Sick Kids was coming in, like, people were coming in, counselors, genetic counselors, everything, all the kind of stuff you'd want, like, people who can help you, palliative care unit, like, that's, there. They were all there, so that was the the upside, and also, like that, that's where all the parent parental resources are. I mean, sick kids makes lo- gobs of money. It's one of those things where they make a lot of money because it's a pe- a lot of people donate, and it's it's a good cause. But I also think just for I'm trying to raise awareness just for parents because parents go through a real shit storm too. Like everyone's mm-hmm. all the ads show the kids what fighters like. I, I'm a fighter. I'm a superhero too. And you're like, that's amazing. And like, I, these kids are our superheroes. Let's just pan back for a second. Yeah, the same yeah. shot. And the dad's in the corner, just using yeah. his hair and crying. Exactly. Yeah. There's a dad who still has to go to work, and, and he's still working 50 hours uh, a week Please, just to yeah. just to make money. And the mom's sleeping in the hospital, and then somebody's got to so, still pick up the other kids. Yeah. And still kind of keep it together and be like, you're gonna be okay. And meanwhile, they're building like tumors in their own intestine out of stress. So that's about it. That's the main reason. But I mean, it, it's also it's just very selfish. You just sometimes you need to do something that feels kind of good. And I don't have a ton of money. Like I, I, I don't. I just wanted to raise some cash. If I had the money, I could just give thirteen thousand dollars <laughs> away. I yeah. do it. But I'm like, I, at least I knew I had enough kind of um, cachet. You got like a good network of people that yeah. would support it. Yeah. And that I could probably, like, we did a run for sick, we did like a run um, for sick kids, like a, a couple years after she passed away. And my wife and I ran together. And between the two of us, I think we raised like five grand. Okay. Uh, and it's one of those races where like people, you know, you donate like 50 bucks or 100 bucks yeah. to get to do the race. Uh, they're like, holy shit. They looked at our donations. Like, wow, nobody's ever. Hold this much in. No, hold this much in. Wow. And then at the end, they give awards to people uh, with the best times, and they get like fitness bands. Like, well, we raised five grand. Well, can we get a fitness band? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They're like, sir, that's not what it's about. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know. We know. With, with the. Um... With that whole uh, situation mm-hmm. with your with your second child, did you guys know that it was like was it a complicated pregnancy? Did you were you aware that there was going to be um, issues? She was just very small. She was just very small. Like that. That's the only thing. She wasn't gaining a lot of weight, so that was always a concern. Mm-hmm. Like that maybe there was something going on with the placenta. Um, but we knew she would be. We knew she would be tiny, and then. When she didn't get any bigger, and then she started having some heart problems, that's when they're like, we got to get this baby out. But we just thought it was premature. It was like everything we were told was probably probably placenta-related. And then the baby came out. And then even then you're like, in retrospect, we could see, like she had to be on a respirator, a bunch of stuff at mm-hmm. first, uh, and like tube-fed, because she was, she was pretty premature. But um, yeah, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, there were signs... But they're everyone's very cautious. They don't want to like. They don't want to jump right to the worst thing possible. They don't want to jump. It's jump. funny that when my, yeah, when my son was born, he had like a bit of a heart murmur, and uh, which is totally normal, like because mm-hmm. the valves in the heart aren't fully formed yet, and it takes sometimes like the kids can have heart murmurs for like years. But yep. <clears throat> he had a tiny one, and the doctor like 
there was a new doctor there, like doing rounds and like they're monitoring my wife and they were getting ready for a C-section, but he came out um, naturally. And then they checked his heart and they did, this is part of the reason why I got my son baptized, which I'll get back to, because like there's that moment where you're like, I don't, I don't believe in you, big guy up there, but everything's <laughs> yeah, but okay. the force worked out. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. It, uh, and then other things happen in life and I'm like, I definitely don't believe in you, but I still said that. <laughs> I'm like, if things work out, I will, uh, I will, uh, you know, get baptized. And so he got, his heart was fine, but the, like, they took him immediately away. So my wife is, like, getting stitched up, and I'm, uh, like, with the baby as they're checking his heart, and, like, which is a bit scary. They're doing, they're doing, like, a cardiogram on a, your brand new baby, and you're, like, stressed out. And then, and then they're also this, this young doctor, she's also, like, feels inside his mouth, because, look, he's tongue-tied, which is just a thing where their tongues can't come out super far yet. Yeah. And very, that impacts their ability to breastfeed. Yeah, yeah. so it's, apparently it's very common. They used to cut it. Uh, and now they don't cut anymore. They're like, either the baby can breastfeed, if they can talk fine, it's not, and he, he's, it's never been an issue. He was like a little slower to enunciate a bit when he was teeny tiny, but like, it's never affected him at all. And then the other thing she says, and he's got a cleft palate. And we're like, okay, okay. Uh, what does that mean? Like, you're just so stressed out. And then they gave us the baby back. And then uh, like an hour or two later, the head of pediatrics is like, he comes in the hospital. This is like women's college hospital, which is a big, uh, has a big maternity ward. He comes in and he looks and he's got this lady in tow with him, this young doctor. And he takes a look at her son. He goes, well, first of all, the heart murmur is nothing. Like, he's fine. Like, that's absolutely, there's no problems. He's, he's got, everything's healthy. Uh, the tongue-tied thing is not an issue. Don't yeah. don't even worry about that. And then, and then he feel, like, feels inside his mouth. And your son does not have a cleft palate. <laughs> and like... And then he starts lecturing basically that doctor and is like, and it's irresponsible for anyone to even say something like that to you when you have a brand new baby. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, but I like, I kind of loved him dressing. All the other doctors are in the corner eating popcorn. Yeah, like totally. Yeah, it was like, like a scene from the house. He was, yeah, just yeah. Dressing down, he was just dressing down this piece of shit doctor. He kind of like stressed us out. And the actual diagnosis is lupus. Is yeah. lupus. That's, that's right. So like, the, uh, but the side note to jump sideways is we did get him baptized but I didn't feel comfortable like I'm not Catholic or I was like raised Anglican and baptized Catholic like we went to church as kids but I did not feel comfortable doing that right with my son but we, we you know like I'm like well maybe we should baptize him and then we do have some religious family so we got him baptized at the MCC in Toronto which is basically like the gay church it's sort of like the gay Anglican church. She got him a fabulous baptism. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Like the, the choir's spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like very well dressed. Um, they they people come out like dressed as cats, singing cats. <laughs> no, they didn't. But it, it's it's super gay. It's super gay in a, in a lovely way. And he, my my son has two uh, godfathers, and we're like, this is the perfect place to do this. And he did it. And then now I was recently like thinking. What if, if my son turns out to be straight, does this mean he will go to gay heaven? Like, that, that would be such a bummer. This poor kid, he goes to heaven and he's like, wow, this, there's a lot of Diana Ross playing. And, yeah, but whatever. No, no that's good. I had the... And that was just, uh, like you say, a spur of the moment. Thank you for not taking him away from us. And that was that decision. That kinda, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You're always getting... It's like everyone's everyone's religious when it comes to the moment. <laughs> yeah, because it comes moments. down to crunch time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, man, it's anything. here now. Yeah. Like, out of options. You're like, all right. Well, it doesn't hurt to, like, the final moments of my life, be like... <laughs> Hail Mary, hail Come Mary. On, please. Repent, yeah, repent, repent. Exactly. Cool, get talk. I got literally no other options, so I will turn to a sky wizard. Yes. Hope for the best. Yes. 
Magic is awesome. Now, how old's your <laughs> yeah. daughter? You said She's three. Three? Yeah. And she was born after your first daughter yes. passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what, like, obviously that, that impacted your decision on having kids and like, I'm sure you had some conversation about, do we do this again or? or oh, of course. Out? Yeah. Do we want to do this again? You got to kind of like just deal with shit. I was a, I was a fucking mess for like a long time. Um, but then eventually you're going and like, even just financially, you just you kind of like, we had a good chunk of change from that show, um, which, you know, was a much more financially lucrative show than working moms is for me, but it was just, we just couldn't work for a while. It was like, Mm. Couldn't really like work. Didn't want to stand up. Yeah, I had to take time off. Good um, question is, uh, did you take that when your second daughter was born? Did did you take some time off? Did you help uh, in the early months? Um, like, oh yeah, I, I did. I was on. What was I doing? I, I actually, ironically, every time I've had a kid, I've been on a show. So it's been. <laughs> it's like my son was born while I was doing Almost Heroes, right? Which I was also a producer on. So it's like he was born a week after we wrapped. And then the, then I took a week off, and then I was in post-production. But my, my brother, who was also a producer on that show, had a baby almost the same age. So it's like we would do shorter days and trade off. And then I was on Satisfaction when my sec, second child was born. And then I was on, I did a pilot in Montreal uh, when, right around when my, we shot it, I think a week after my daughter was born. Like at a brand, like something like that. Okay. So that was the the jump in and the yeah catch up with anything. So it's, yeah. exactly. So we booked it obviously right before, and then I shot it right after she was born, and then that that pilot didn't go. But I I was I auditioned for Working Moms on tape, but I like there's an audition tape somewhere that I did from home with my uh, with my daughter in my arms. Oh, okay. So I was just reading it. I'm like, I, you, she was a little bit awake, and I'm like, all right, I'll have her in the audition tape. <laughs> yeah. And well, so, I'm auditioning for a mom show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like I had her with me, and then and then that was it. But yeah, we took like a couple years, a couple years off. We, you know, there was a couple moments where there were some close calls. Or there was like a, we, there was a, like a blighted ovum at one point where we thought we were pregnant, which is just when there's, there's just no egg. Mm-hmm. Or there's an egg, but there's nothing in it, right? So... You're like, oh shit! And you don't know about that till usually like ultrasound time. So you're like, yeah. do we want to keep doing this? And, and we literally got to a point where it was like the last month. We're like, if if things don't work out, like we should just not holster it up. I think we should just figure something else out. And then boom, she got pregnant, and that was it. It just felt like it was. We kind of needed to get to the point where we should or go blind. Yeah. Well, and what then, what was your what was your like healing process to get to that point where you guys were ready again? Time, time, and booze and fucking. <laughs> Tours. Everything, yeah, tour <laughs> comedy, and then like, yeah, late nights, and there's no like, there's no set thing. Like we did a little bit of like cognitive therapy, which is where they do. Can't remember the term, but like you'll do, uh, you'll like have like a vibrating thing in your hand, and it goes left, right, left, right, and then you like will go over. It's like a cognitive. Yeah, it's, it's a stimulation. Right. I, so I'm a therapist. Okay, okay. Right. and there uh, it is. I was actually we were talking in my office the other day about vibrating sticks yes. and, <laughs> yeah. and about how like there are some therapists that, that go that route versus other people that will do more talk therapy and right and you so know, connecting emotions connecting. to behaviors. So I think the big thing was just trying to get like it's a very traumatic event. Exactly, like, yeah. dealing with like a baby dying. So uh, while like and watching it all happen, and it was very very traumatic. So we had to kind of. I, I do think that's interesting, like the, the left-right switching, the left-right hemisphere of your brain, getting stuff out of your trauma center. I'm like, I get it. 
whether it's that or time, I don't know. Sometimes it's just time is the only only cure. Like if things yeah. will get better, time does heal all. Yeah, time heals all. I always say it's like you just build scar tissue, and it's sort of different. Like I almost cut my finger off this year, and I've got this like lumpy bit of scar tissue, but everything's fine. It works great. You do the same thing. <laughs> oh man, I buried a knife. Yeah, it's right in there. Yeah, and you did. get this like lump of. And you're like, all right. It's but it's everything works. Everything works. It's, it's there. It's there. Yeah, you it's don't. There. You don't necessarily want it to go away because it's become a part of you. Yeah. And like the uniqueness that is. Your yeah. Reality. You get like a you get like a lump of uh, scar tissue on your heart, and it, it hurts when it rains. Sometimes, basically, is the yeah. metaphor I say. But most of the time, you don't notice it. And there's like you could spend time thinking about oh, like it, what my, if and what if, what if and what if, and like my career definitely took. Uh, like a, a big kick in the teeth because I just didn't want to work. You know, mm -hmm. I just wanted to hang out or I would drink or whatever. I'm like, I just didn't want to do anything. Um, and then like financially, like, Whoa, what are we doing with ourselves? Like we just couldn't really make plans. So you go like, there's a, a half my thirties at least that kind of blew away. How, how was it like coming home and raising a son while dealing with all of these emotions at the same time? Um, it's hard, but, and I think a lot of people give a lot of bullshit advice. Like, there is, uh, we, we, this is, I mean, no diss on the people, again, it's sick kids, but they're like, they gave us these grieving books and stuff like this so we can show show the, the kid. And we're like, we're not going to hide stuff from our child. But mm -hmm. anybody who has a three-year-old, uh, like, kids can't even conceptualize wiping their own ass properly. So to go into, like, the concept of, like, life and death and all, like, it's it's... It's kind of pointless, and it's kind of like way harder for the the parents. Yeah, because like they don't want to see their parents. Like, so it's hard enough to read "I'll Love You uh, Forever" by Robert Munch yeah. without breaking <laughs> without down. Breaking in front down of kids. Yeah. Like kids are like, "Why are you crying so much?" So, um, might as well start explaining the inversions of Nietzsche to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's very hard to grasp, and so we explained it a bit, and he was aware, but we also didn't dwell on on stuff like that. And then we had great support system from like my my parents. My wife's parents, we were living in Toronto at the time, so they both lived like an hour either direction. Mm -hmm. So that's good. People yeah, would good come network. and help out. Yeah, we had yeah. a good network. We had a good network. So it was, it was, we had at least, uh, like when the baby was born to, uh, whenever after, uh, she passed away, we had people always kind of there helping out. Okay. Yeah. So, so it pretty much, it seems like your kids are spaces three years apart each way. Like Pretty much, Your son, yeah. your daughter, and your daughter. Yeah, roughly. Um, what, what's been kind of like the biggest lesson you've learned in parenting throughout this journey that you've had? Um, I think the biggest thing is just don't, don't like judge yourself too harshly as a parent because there's a lot of, uh, also like being a, like, being a man is a very complicated thing. Like I think we're in a weird era of, Everybody's trying to reevaluate what it means to be a man and to be a father. And um, I think being like some of the old tropes are very real. Like you have to take a lot on your back as a guy. Like women have to carry so much water in parenthood and keeping the uh, ship on track. And I know that's generalization, but men have to be like, you have to be kind of stoic sometimes. Like somebody has to be the dude who's like, all right, I'm going to work now. And I've got to, like, just, it just has to happen. Like, sometimes the men have to, to bury shit down. It's not healthy. Like, pe people need to communicate, but it's like... I think yeah. the important part is if you do bury it down, have a healthy out for it later. You need to, yeah, you need yeah. to have, like, you, you can't just sit there. There's, like, there's a reason why so many dudes just, like, become alcoholics and, like, angry and, like, get sick. And 
It's just you need to have a level of communication uh, and be... But also sometimes you don't want to talk, too. Like, sometimes guys don't want to talk. Like, you're, you need also sometimes to go play hockey with your buddies. At the, well, yeah, that's not like even self-care, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, it's like, it's just trying to reevaluate what does it mean to be, be like a good father and a good, a uh, good person. But I, I but I, and other things too, just not judging yourself too harshly because we, everyone, you know, we judge ourselves way too, way too hard, especially when bad things are happening. You can't, you can't help but feel bad. You're like, everybody fucks up. Every parent screws up all the time, all the time. Oh yeah. 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 You can't, no one's infallible. No. It's just it. Yeah, it's, gotta... I mean, there's people who think. There's people who are like, we didn't give our kid gluten, we didn't do any of this stuff, everything's organic, we watched, like, we we always had an open dialogue with our kids, and then their fucking kids go on a clock tower and shoot 20 people. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that that shit happens all the time. And Mostly in the States, but you know, even yeah, in, the States, that's right. in the States, in Canada, they take a bow and arrow and yeah. kill, <laughs> kill one kill, person. Kill white person. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's pretty much, uh, it's pretty much... There's a, lot the of per, there's a lot of personal choice after you can do your best job with the kids and then hopefully you put them to a person point in their lives and yeah. they're not going to go totally I mean there there's definitely I love my kids and they're my totally my buddies and they're like they're awesome um but I also do very much subscribe to the fact that we're not trying to raise good children we're trying to raise good people yeah good mm-hmm. adults like so that means sometimes it's like they're not your buddies they're not your friends you got to go make them do stuff like it drives me crazy people who have kids who don't say like please and thank you and i'm like it's not because it makes that grown-up feel good it's because when they're a grown-up and they don't say please and thank you and make eye contact with people and do things they're gonna be fucked they're not gonna get job promotions no one's gonna want to hang out with them no Mm -hmm. one's gonna make them pick them for the sports team uh it's just basic social skills i have friends who have uh, special needs kids who uh are dealing with like uh kids on the spectrum it's like they're like you have to Hammer at home. It's like this. Their kids do not want to make eye contact with people, and they're like, "I get it, but you have to teach them how to deal with that." And you're like, "If they can do it, uh, other people's kids can do it." Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. There's, yeah. The set, there's the bar set. See that? There, yeah, just try. Just try. Just try. Yeah, just try. But no, it's stressful. You're like two kids. It's like, oh, it's it's. You just hope it works out for them. That's the Are you guys done with two? Oh yeah, I got a vasectomy. We shut that shit down. We've 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 like we've gambled. That's right. That's right. We gambled. We've lost before, and then now it's like. And my daughter actually, it's 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 almost uh, like everything's been so relatively perfect. Like everything, she came out so healthy. She came out uh, like she's so so smart and like just beautiful and sweet. And my son's beautiful, like beautiful, handsome young man, and very smart too. Um, so you're sitting there going, well, you've kind of... We won. Yeah, we've won. Let's leave the casino. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. And, like, the girl's <laughs> been so easy. I, like, almost every step of the way. Uh, her sleeping's never been great, but whatever. It's like, she's been mostly super easy. Yeah. And her sleeping has been great because we, like, babied her probably more than we would have in other circumstances. Like, our son got more, like, hard sleep training. Whereas, yeah. <laughs> like, the girl's more like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hold her. We'll just sleep in the chair together. Because yeah. of the total emotionally soft yeah. wussens, so because of our circumstance, yeah. Well, and circumstance shapes everything. We're sure, we're, we're going through sleep regression right now, of and we're how, doing how old? four months. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. So we're at the point where we're like, we're like, do we just kind of like try and hold her, soothe her in her mouth, or do yeah. we like actually give her some Benadryl and <laughs> a little yeah. bit of forty grade? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give her a, yeah. <laughs> just gonna dip her paddle in the creek. 
taster for you a little bit. But, you know? but yeah, and, and that's kind of something that we've we've noticed there is is just the sleep training is I mean, yeah. It's hugely important. Oh, for sure. When they were young, sure. did, you, did you co-sleep at all? No, I mean, with my daughter, I ended up like, yeah, a little bit. She ended up coming into the bed and doing yeah, stuff. And, but that was, again, it was like, our brain's like, that's not the right thing to do, I don't think. But it's whatever you have to do to get by. That's it. And sleep's important. Well, sleep's important, but there's there's a, it sleep's important, and you do go crazy, but there's also a point where, like, your relationship, it depends. Everyone's, like, I have a good relationship with my wife, uh, but... Um, some people don't have it. Like you mm-hmm. want to have sex with your wife. You want to be able to have like intimacy and, or even just be there for each other, uh, and not have kids in your bed. You need your own space. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a point where, where you need your own space. And in the new year, we're going to be trying to move her into her like nursery yeah. out of the bedroom and we'll see how that goes. Last night was bad. So if I seem off, I'm like, <laughs> no, it, I'm running on like three hours of sleep. It, I mean, it, it, it always gets better. That's the thing. It's like, this is your first, this is your first child. First and only. only child. Yeah. Well, like, same thing for you is like, yeah. she came out beautiful. Like she, Perfect. there were, there were some issues like, like she ended up being in the NICU, but like as yeah. like a baby, she's like beautiful. She's super strong. She's four months. She can already like pull herself up into a standing position. Oh, amazing. Your hands. Oh, that's great. And like, we're just like. We lucked out so much with this one. The only problem is the sleep that like our next right. baby will come out like Gollum. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're not gonna, we're not going to do <laughs> that. Run that day. No, no, no. no. Let's, 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 yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. There's a point where like I don't need to go back to the table. Like I'll definitely know which kid will be bullied growing up, and it'll be the second one because he'll just be <laughs> shit ugly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it sleeps just yeah. Sleeps a tricky, tricky, a tricky thing. I do think uh, uh, for parenthood though, and uh, big thing is also finding. For like the stuff we went through, for me, finding like a new hobby was good. Like I got really, and maybe it's just midlife crisis stuff, but I got really into jujitsu. Okay. Yeah. Like a few years ago, and I'm like, this helped, and it's like it helped me. You know, I still drink booze and stuff, but I'm not. But you're as, physically also getting uh, getting in shape. I don't smoke anymore. Like I started smoking again at one point. All, all the stuff I shouldn't be doing, but um, it like it kind of helped give me something new to fight to fight for. Yeah, yeah. something different outside yeah. of comedy. Outside yeah. of comedy, comedy's. Because when comedy becomes your job, sometimes it's hard to enjoy it as your hobby. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know I mean? When yeah. it's like just you're surrounded by it, totally. it, it becomes work. So yeah. going out to the club to enjoy the show, it's like, it's still work. Because you're still networking, you're still on, exactly. you're, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I had a similar thing that happened with Amanda. Like, my kids are six and three. Right. Uh, we would have almost had Irish twins. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, just naturally didn't. It didn't stick. Right. And yeah. uh, Amanda went through a huge postpartum from that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was doing a lot of demo at the time. So that vibration thing with the Sawzall it did sort of help. Yeah, yeah. And also I was wrecking shit at the same time. So yeah. I was like, stupid thing, but it's also a good thing. Stupid thing. It's yeah. also, you know. And then uh, <clears throat> I just basically said to her at one point in time, I'm like, well, we'll definitely be trying again because I know you wanted two. It's just a reset. We weren't ready for the second one. You yeah, know? And then the second one came and it was like, see, we were ready. Perfect. No yeah. problem. But she had a bit of, uh, of, of that latching on because Eddie was so young and she had just lost what was coming. Yeah. So she was my baby boy, right? So yeah. there was a bit of a thing there and she's, she's gotten over it. Like you say, time heals all. And, uh, yeah. yeah. You, kind of, you kind of bounce back and you kind of... It just comes around. And then, like I say, with the, with the daughter amazing like yeah. this tale of two birthing stories for sure way easier this round mm-hmm. uh and she is just super smart i call her the raptor child because she's looking at you and she's like oh yeah 
but yeah. she's figuring stuff she's out. Figuring how to take it down. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't yeah. see it coming. And like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. You know, like, holy crap! Yeah. Yeah, and then she getting her brother to do the more bold things now too. Like, can you show me how to do that? And like, yeah. he's doing the stuff that gets him in trouble because he's not as super quick. He's a smart kid, but yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> he's not a mastermind. No, he's not. Yeah. She's just like mm -hmm, sitting yeah. in the background. And, Fingers together like Mr. Burns. So, oh, yeah, like, yes. Give me the cookie. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah. yeah. The cookies are up there. Pushes the chair over. <laughs> I do. I do love watching the, them interact and like the two different personalities. Yeah. You're like, wow, we made two completely different humans, and you, that becomes very. You go like the nature versus nurture, and you're like, they they come out their own person, and then you put whatever software you can into them, but. They're still they're still that there. They that still have their own board. operating system. Yeah. yeah. Did like one of them take more after you, and the other one take more after the mother? Um, it's they're just both different mixes. Like I think my my son is so sweet and sensitive, and uh, I'm I mean I'm a very I'm a super emotional guy, uh, but uh, my wife and her side of the family are very sweet, sensitive, like gentle, like kind people. Uh, whereas my side of the family is a bit more like brash and ruthless and that's my daughter like okay. she's she's yeah a bit like that but they're just it's a mix it's a mix that's good yeah that's good. what's her favorite thing to read with with your, your girl uh with the little one yeah. um she just loves reading anything she's just enamored with if it, anyway, if you're gonna read she'll sit and read anything she loved there's a star wars Colors book that she loved. Did you read that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had, had one from uh, Rebels that had a bunch of sounds to it. So I'd oh, read along yeah. and then I'd be like, hit the button, and she'd hit the button, and yeah. So they love it. Over. So she loves it, but they like anything we can read. They'll they'll love it. They love the the elephant and the piggy books mm -hmm. and those kind of things. And I do a lot of voices when I'm reading. That's, so you are a voice actor. I do a lot of voices. <laughs> those get yeah, a lot. So, yeah. So they get excited a bit. But I also remember my mother is an actress and uh, has a like a great booming theatrical voice and she always used to read like I, I remember how much I loved when my mom used to read to us yeah mm -hmm. yeah so you put on like a production for your kids a little bit I'll do a bigger you know I'll play everyone's got their own voice everyone's got their own character <laughs> the playbill for the evening. yeah okay, well, <laughs> elephant <laughs> elephant talks like this oh piggy but there's always yeah it's best it's fun and then sometimes you don't you don't it's like you're supposed to read your kids it's really good for their cognitive development but I'm like Sometimes you're just so tired. You're like both. You sh they sleep in the same room too. You're like shut up, go to sleep. Uh, but my son's actually at an age where he sits and will read his own book. Well, that's good. So yeah. and sometimes I'll sit and read with him, but mm -hmm. like most of the time he just sits and reads reads his own book. That's good. Cool. And he'll read some to the girl. Yeah, that's good. Um, or he'll read. We'll like we'll go. Could you read a book to your sister before bed? And so he'll sit and read a book. That's which nice. is pretty cute too. Yeah. We yeah. uh we we read to ours every night, even though like. Yeah. yeah, she's she's just actually like seeing the pictures of and course, hearing of course. the vibration of the voice and whatnot. But we uh, had we went to see we went to the ballet. We went to the Nutcracker last yeah, Sunday, uh, yeah. and it was like our first like real night out since having the baby. Yeah, so she went to um, our her aunt and uncle's right. Kate's brother and sister in law, and yeah. they have a four year old. Oh my gosh. And the four year old like they took sent photos of the four year old reading her books oh, at bedtime, and it's so like cute. and it was one of those like the cow says moo, yeah, moo books, and so the yeah. four year old was sitting there on the floor, and Maddie was on tummy time while she was reading, <laughs> and she was just enamored by it. So well, yeah, babies are great. Like I love babies. I'm like uh, I had zero interest in kids before. We wanted to have kids, but now I'm like, 
I just love babies in general. Like other people's babies, my babies. <laughs> yeah. It's eight children. Yeah, eight children. Yeah. But there's yeah. a point where you go like, oh, right. This is what keeps society together is that babies are kind of sweet. And it takes like holding one takes the murder out of your soul. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, You're like, for sure. Oh, right. 100%. We, we, went, we went to a bar down the street yesterday. And mm. we like took the baby in the stroller. Yeah. And it's like it's like a sports bar. And, you know, most people there are like, drunks like they're just sure. people that are always there at the bar just as drunks oh yeah and suddenly like we come in with a baby and like all these like hardened dudes going out for smoke so like, they stop and they're just like oh my god oh, they're like yeah. reaching in oh, and like yeah. get your greasy fingers yeah, off don't my touch baby it. <laughs> here please have a light don't touch my daughter i understand this has warmed your heart and that's yeah. fantastic but don't touch my baby <laughs> don't touch my baby yeah oh yeah there's there's a point there's a point where you're like people want to touch your baby like no yeah right but, like Ask permission? No, don't care. You're oh no, I like, no. totally. I, like, we, we <laughs> took our baby to bars all the time. Like we would take kids out, no problems. People, yeah. people like people who don't have kids are like, what is, what's going on? You're like, yeah, we get to have fun too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so. get to have fun. Too. It's it's we we went actually on a cruise with my son when he was eight months old because it was uh, almost Heroes was airing. We need a vacation. I hadn't had a vacation in a year or two even. And we're like, we need a vacation. It's been really stressful, super. And I could also tell from the way the network was talking, like our show was, no matter how well it did, it wasn't going to do that well because uh, the internal politics of Canadian television. <laughs> they just didn't want to make, they didn't want to make comedy. And you're like, oh, okay. And sure yeah. enough, we were actually airing better than like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and they, they killed our time slots and everything. We're like, all right. Uh, yeah. Writing was on the wall. But we went and did a, we went to Europe. Like, so we flew to Spain and we spent like, Four days in Spain, and then we hopped on a boat through the Mediterranean with like a, a baby, an eight-month-old baby, and uh, which was cr- fucking crazy at the time. Uh, and I'm not a fan of cruises, but uh, one of the things I, I learned is like Europeans are so much better at dealing with children than anywhere because they they don't have like kids restaurants. Like restaurants. Yeah, it's like yeah. No, there's no place where they're like, oh, this is the family restaurant where you have to go to that chain. It has to be kind of mediocre spaghetti. And like chicken fingers, it's like you go to any restaurant, and like you're in Italy, and they're like, "Oh, hey, the bambino," and then they 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 don't have high chairs; they just slap some like phone books down, and it's <laughs> good. You yeah, fall, it's it's like, like, like they kind of pad it up, and like yeah. come on in anywhere you go. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." You bring the kids wine out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, no, he, did, he did the cookies and the wine. Okay, no, thank you. But it was amazing. You just be like, "What? What do you want?" Like, I don't know. Do you have some noodles? Like, hey, they just bring noodles to the kid. Yeah. Like every place is, they're like, yeah, children are part of life. How did how did an eight month old travel? Like, how was he for traveling like that? Uh, it was it was a bit tough. Like, he got sick when we were in Spain, so we didn't. We were traveling. A, we were going around a lot. First two days, and they got really sick. We had to go to the emerge because he lost. He was like just had really bad diarrhea, and they were like, what are we gonna do? Like, should we still go on the cruise? And then we're like, they have uh, they have great health facilities on the cruise. Yeah. Um, so we're just probably as good going on that and making sure he stays hydrated. Hydrated. Yeah. And, and the truth is, it's just he's like a little, he's a kid and he's having like new foods and it's just, it was, a you know, that was it. He didn't have a really bad temperature. His temperature came down and we're like, all right, well, we'll, we'll see. And he was fine. After a couple days, he was back to, back to normal. But Was he like walking by this time? No, it was funny. He was not walking. Uh, he, he's eight months. I think we left at seven months, maybe, like. And then, or it was around eight months, he started walking. So it was like, it was literally on the flight home, he was holding my hands and walk. I had to walk up and down the aisle with him. Oh, okay. Hands. So that was like the flight back, 
to, to North America, which was crazy. Yeah. So. But then the flight attendants took pity on me, and I would like walk. I'd walk with them for like an hour, and you'd stop and in the middle. Then you could finally pick them up and maybe try and get them to sleep. And then the flight attendant would come by and give me a beer, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. so. so you learn stuff on vacation. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not that bad. Like you can take kids anywhere. The, we we it got so hot at one point in the. Um, in certain places, like there's some stops in Greece, like Santorini. I'd always wanted to go to Santorini, and we pulled in, and we looked at it, and we like, we got on the boat, we went over late uh, to. In Santorini, it's like this. There's this giant hill you have to go up, either by like ox cart or something, and there's a massive lineup. Like we got off the boat, the little boat. We look at this giant lineup. It's fucking scorching. Like we don't, and we'd just been in in Italy, and it was super hot there too. Uh, and we're like, we don't want to do this. So we just got back on the boat. And went, <laughs> went, yeah, yeah, the big boat. Yeah. Went back to the big boat, hung up by the pool with the kid, and took it easy. And we're like, yeah. Yeah, pressure cooker heat's not a never great for kids. Nice. No, it's not. We don't need to. And we also didn't need, it's like, we're not really there to sightsee, to sightsee that much. Yeah. We're just there to blow off some steam and see a couple. Like, we didn't go to Rome because there's no dock in Rome. There's a dock in a place that's about a two-hour drive from Rome. So you kind of drive, you dock, you drive two hours. I've been to Rome before, and it's like, and then you walk around for like five, six hours, and you drive back for two hours, and you hop back on the boat. I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. Wait, how are they? Eight months old? You're the eight months old. But then I'm like, you're in, yeah, Blue Urns indeed. But then you're in Florence, Italy, and you're like, you can walk around, and it's perfect, and there's all these nice, nice shaded churches, and so like, it was good. It was, it was it definitely like a more accessible city. You gotta pick your battles with that stuff. Yeah, I think it was just one of, my wife had just never been to Europe. We're like, let's just do it while we got a little bit of money and, and make it happen. But I don't know if I would do that again. I think but. we're ta I think at eight months, she'll be coming with us to Vegas for a wedding. Yeah, great. So there you that'll go. That'll be dry like, heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> that'll be her <laughs> first time on an airplane. Well, what time, you, when will it be? It'll April. Be, uh, it won't be that hot. Oh no, yeah, it'll be pretty good. Yeah. He's gonna hang out by the pool and do do stuff and yeah, it's fine. judge other babies. Yeah, well, what happens in Vegas is Vegas, Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> including babies, including babies. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to travel with the kids because you kind of yeah. have to just you do it like once or twice. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. We I see were, people flying all the time with their brand new babies and they look so stressed out. I'm like, whatever, just let it go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, no, my kid traveled great too. The they. How was he? Uh, 18 months when we took him on his first plane back to Alberta. Oh, yeah. And we, there's one connecting flight. There's one direct flight from Ottawa to Edmonton. It leaves at 6 in the morning. Nope. Yeah, it was... I, I said, yeah. The wife was like, nope. I'm like, it's the only direct flight. She's like, yep. And we did it. And yeah. he ended up sleeping all the way there. And he landed. And he woke up. And he was like, we're in another place. Didn't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, took right. him to Banff. Yep. He... he just quiet, huge eyes. Just like, what are we doing at this how place? Old, how old? He's eighteen months old. Yeah. Just walking around. Yeah. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, I haven't taken Erica anywhere. No, no, not yet. She would be fun to travel with, I think. Yeah, no, she's horrible to travel with. And car rides, three and a half hour mark. She has to get out, otherwise she's gonna chuff. She's oh, yeah, oh, she's yeah. an emotion thing. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, it's like girl, yeah. yeah, we discovered that we're coming back from Thanksgiving. I'm like, ah, right. oh, we're gonna take not Highway 60. We're gonna take this back beautiful route. Right. Yeah, Fires. and then we got outside of Eganville, and she was like, oh, oh, that oh, sounded horrible. Oh, and it was. Oh, she she wouldn't like it. And then she went to sleep. So for yeah. the last hour, yeah. I have, I fucking hate Eganville. 
<laughs> I don't know where that is. It's, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's west, west of, of us. here, uh, just past Renfrew by about okay, yeah. 30 minutes. Right. My ex-wife lived in Bracebridge, and so every Christmas we would have to go, and we'd have to go through Eganville. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was so bad one year for, for weather that my car spun out in Eganville, and I was like, okay, we need, we're going to stay the night. We'll let the... Plows get so in so we yeah. we there's they have one shitty motel called the Pine Tree Motel right and we went there and my ex wife she left her favorite like pajama set there and so I reached out to them I was like hey can you like mail it to us and here's like you've got my credit card yeah. here's my credit oh I paid the cash so I was like here's my credit card number just just charge me for sending it back for sending it back and then two days later. Someone took my credit card number from there and tried to buy a ticket to India. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did it work? Did they get to No, no, I had, <laughs> I had like $30 yeah. on my credit card. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're going to get two rent like, through. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was the thing. I was like, I was like you will, there, there will be enough yep. to send a package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there will not be any more. Yeah. So that got flagged. So fuck Eganville. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you know, yeah. Scammers. Yeah, we so got a town full of scammers. Exactly. Pajama stealing scammers. All seven <laughs> residents. Yeah. And they're 12 teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to wrap up just because of time. Sure, um, yeah. What we'd like to do is we finish every episode by asking our guest to give their best parenting advice to our listening audience. So oh, what yeah. is that best parenting best advice? Best parenting advice. Just don't fucking, don't sweat it, guys. Hey, and girls, <laughs> just, uh, they're going to turn out how they're going to turn out and give yourself a break and don't, uh, don't, don't stress and enjoy it while, while it's happening. Take those times, like, uh, occasionally put down the phone and, yeah. and, and enjoy the kid. Don't feel bad. Occasionally you can't look at your kid all the time. Sometimes you got to play some Candy Crush, but instead, <laughs> sometimes put down the phone and, and just, uh, enjoy the moment because it's not going to last. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, where can people find you? Uh, you know the best. I have like I have websites. I have which I never update. I have <laughs> all the stuff because I'm terrible at all my career, but the uh, career handling. But Instagram, Boost Rocket, or you can just search my name on Instagram. But Boost Rocket is what I call it's called because I can't figure out how to change it back to my regular name. <laughs> So, yeah, you find me on it. That's the only thing I really do regularly is post on there. Okay. Cool beans. Okay. And uh, it, Working Mom Season 4 comes out in February? February yeah, yeah Feb, I think it's February 14th or 16th. Or is that like coming that? out on Netflix or CBC? comes out on CBC first. Okay. Uh, so be able to watch it on CBC and CBC Jam. And if you're in America, it will be on Netflix very soon. Yes. And I don't know about Season 5 yet, so don't even... Don't even don't, ask. Don't even ask. Don't even ask. But season yes. four coming in mid-February. Mid-February, yes. And I think season three just dropped on Netflix like a few months ago. It did. It did, yes. Because yes. yeah. Yeah. I got so. the notification. So, Let's go, out, so go back go. and watch season three yeah. before you watch season four. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We here at Daddy Issues with Champion Kingsbury want to take this time to throw our full and unconditional support behind Iran. Iran. Now, we know that many of you may feel that Iran hit its prime or its heyday in the 1980s, but we're here to say that it doesn't matter if you do it all night or all day, or if you do it so far away, you'll never be able to get away. That's right, Iran. Iran so far away. 
Yes, I just ran. I ran all night and day. I couldn't get away. So, don't ever forget to watch out for that flock of seagulls and show your love for Iran. I just give up your oil! From the makers of the iWatch, the iPad, and the iPhone, and the Middle East conflict, comes Iraq. That's right, Iraq. Having problems putting pool balls in their place on a table? Well, now we have the solution. The Iraq is literally a rack that you put the balls inside of, and they rack it up. I put balls in triangle, everything works out great, but America steal oil. So it's pretty much just a pool rack, but we're we're monetizing it with Apple. That's right. Give well, us your money. Give us your money. Alright, oh. it's almost time for our episode to be over. Almost over. Are we doing what we learned? Uh no, we start with Dick of the Week. Alright. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Now Christopher. For our newer listeners out there, is our dick of the week a bad thing? No, it is not. And in fact, it is our dad of the week. Or someone we're trying to give praise to. Yes, this is like the good news feel story story of the week. And, you know, this week has been a shitty week for news. It really has. So uh, it's been hard to, to find a dick of the week because people suck. Yeah, people really do suck. People uh, suck. I mean, that's one constant thing. They really do suck. Yeah, and not in the good way. No. Um, no, not in the way you were like, yay, sucking. But, but in the bad way. So we've actually given our dick of the week to the lowly little wombat. wombat. That's right, a wombat. A wombat. Wombats in Australia, who are normally what you said... Uh, like they're more isolated and predatory like, towards other animals. Don't talk to us. We hate you. We, we They're pretty much, uh, you know, the, the elitist seclusionists, right? I guess, like, you know, no, in know the same way that, they, like, you know how koalas are riddled with STDs? Yeah, because they fucking eat eucalyptus all the time. And well, like, wombats are, like... Just riddled with anxiety and rage. Yeah, okay, so a lot like a lot of humans. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. But we've got this giant, like, the world's on fire. Yep. Right, legitimately, and we didn't start the fire. No, it's always been burning <laughs> since the world's been turning. Not sure if you guys are aware of that, but... Um, In Australia right now, currently, you know, how do they sleep while the beds are burning? Well, they... They hang out with wombats. They hang out with wombats! Yes, the wombats have literally opened up their burrows... To other animals. Yes, and they are, they're like... Please don't burn. We don't want to have that on our conscience. So, like, come there, on in and just share. There so, was a news report about wombats coming out of their burrows and helping herd other animals that were at risk of this wildfire into their burrows. And not to eat or to murder or to do other awful things to you, but to be like, hey, we got to stick together. Yeah, like, I don't want to see anyone die of being burnt to death. I'd yeah. rather you stay alive so that way I can feast on your remains later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wombats, so wombats in the here's looking league. at you. Yeah. Stay classy. Cheers. Cheers, bitches. Christopher, what'd you learn this week? Oh, what did I learn this week? No, you're going to have to come back to me. You go first. All right. Well, I, having been very sick over the last, like, 12, 13 days, the biggest thing that we really learned was our capacity <laughs> to handle being sick and dealing with a slightly sick infant. Uh, you know, some of like the things around 
monitoring and not panicking and needing to go to the hospital just because a fever is up or a fever has been up for a couple of hours. Uh, but ultimately, like, you know, utilizing our, our circle, like our network, to get people to help spell us off. Uh, you know, there was one Sunday where we were able to get Maddie off to, to grandma and grandpa for an afternoon and um, we can just decompress. But, you know, like little things like recognizing when a fever is too much for an infant is, is huge. Like if a fever is at 39 degrees Celsius for more than three hours, you got yeah, no choice other than to go to Chio, off, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, well. Children's Hospital. Um, the problem is we want to stay out of the hospitals as much as possible because Chio's got some of the longest wait times. Like they over the holidays, sure they were like did. eight to 12 hour wait times. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't want to go to the hospitals or the doctors ourselves for our, us because we didn't want to get sicker. We didn't want to take her. And on like New Year's Day, Kate went to a walk-in clinic for herself. <laughs> the walk-in clinic had one doctor that was supposed to be there at nine o'clock. 10.30 a.m. still hasn't shown up. Wow. There's 22 people in front of her. Oh. Like It's at that wow. point where it's like, you know what? It's time to leave. Yeah, It's time to just come home and sleep and take Tylenol and Advil. Yeah. And this, this can't really be worth sitting there for that long. So we, we learned our capacity. Learned your is, capacity. Yeah. It, which is important because when you know your capacity, you can work within it to not burn yourself out and end up like the the animals that didn't get brought into the wombats wombats layer. Yeah, no, that's true. That's that's right. I learned uh, better capacity to censor myself. Over uh, the uh, like I said, mentioned uh, at the beginning of the intro that uh, Eddie has discovered playing video games and and the Wii and like we both kind of go life for life and level for level. Uh, but I hadn't played in a long time and the last I had played was around my then teenage brother so my sensor was way off and let's just say Eddie learned a bunch of colorful statements but then I stopped using them and just kind of curved them in a different direction so now he plays a lot like dad plays minus the f-bombs well we've talked about swearing on this podcast yeah. quite a bit right but it was the whole attitude towards it just the kind of when you're intensely feeling emotions, they say you will resort to their true speaking and they wave, you know, so... So you have base emotions that are brought out by video games. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Player one ready to snap! <laughs> uh, a, a former comedian who hasn't done comedy in a year, so that's why I call him, or over a year, so I call him a former comedian, Kamal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kamal used to say that he would judge people, uh, people's emotional intelligence just based on the fact of whether they get road rage or not. Because he's like, he's like, getting angry in traffic for no reason shows how basic of an emotional human being you are. And so if you can't get through traffic without like losing your losing shit, shit, I can't trust that you can get through your life without losing your shit. That's right. And, and so when you say, when you're like, you're like, yeah, my emotions come out in video games. I think of like that. <laughs> like, like, A little bit. Well, fuck off, you cut me off, you, you cocksucker. Yeah. Fucking douchebag level. This level sucks so much ass, Eddie. <laughs> and, then, and then Eddie goes to Amanda the next day and goes, oh, mom, don't worry. If you can't beat this level, it sucks it's ass. So, it sucks so much ass. Like, oh, yeah, I know. So, so, but yeah, that's what I learned. That's what I learned. The better censorship for me. Yeah, better. Like, you remember how we talked about the difference between, um, like, offensive language and abusive language, right? right? Yeah. And it's about whether the language is being used in a firm form of abuse, which I guess we are abusing Nintendo. Yeah, we're know. totally 
against the programmers. Fuck you, Mario. Yeah, goddamn Donkey Kong, suck my balls, you know, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Which is exactly what you need your son who's running around to be like, I'm airing out my balls. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to like add a, to add add a Donkey Kong, suck my balls to yeah. his repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna roll through this shit and yeah, stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, he brought a new level of keeping it real. That's for sure. All right, all right. So we both learned some valuable lessons this week. Yes, we did. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for t- tuning in. Uh, it's been great to be back. 2020. Yolo swag. Oh gosh. Yolo swag. But he almost he almost barfed there, guys. <laughs> he literally almost barfed. I thought I was gonna get fucking sprayed. Oh, that was fun. Uh, not fun. It's, <laughs> it's the water. I need more beer in yeah, my diet. Yeah, yeah. More barley in that H2O. <laughs> um, please, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, send us emails, reach out on Facebook, YouTube, it's, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Twitter, email. Do whatever you got to do. We got daddyissues at gmail.com. Daddy issues with Champ and Kingsbury on Facebook and YouTube. Um, uh, we got daddy issues. On Instagram. Instagram. And dad. We got got dad dad issues issues on on Twitter. Twitter, So So find us, follow us, like, share. Uh, Special love goes out to Heather Hurst, Freddie Jones, Jacob Pollock, uh, Ryan Belleville, and all you classy motherfuckers. Yeah.